Welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast. I'm Jeremy. That's Michael. And then Michael. Hello. We discuss. We've. We've. There's things have happened since the past time we spoke. We we've spoken about it recently. Okay. I've done something, and there was you know there was a lot of fire, uh, a lot of medieval looking stuff roaming around. It was loud. You went to medieval times. No. Well, no, I saw I saw Slayer and I uh, started playing Oblivion, which is what I was actually getting. Oh. At. <laughs> I was I thought I assumed it was a Slayer. I didn't realize. Oh no, no, I, I I did that on purpose. I uh, oh, okay. that came to me in the shower, as all good ideas do. <laughs> um, no, uh, Slayer was awesome, as expected. Yes, a, a lot of uh, interesting people at that show. Someone went on Facebook after the show and started messaging random people who had RSVP'd to the event saying, Hey man, do you have any video of when the cops kicked my ass? I mean, I took a swing at them, but they ripped my overkill shirt. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's that sort of thing. Yeah. You're going to get a mixed crowd in there. No, it was, it was pretty much the same. Pretty consistent. Pretty, okay. pretty consistent. I believe enemy of the show, Ryan, described it as... Uh, the soon-to-be-out-of-business factories in the Quad City areas would oh, be yeah. all abuzz the next day. Okay. But, uh, no, but I started Oblivion. <laughs> Michael, what character were you? What was your uh, what was your race, all that jazz? When uh, Crazy Neighbors Steve and I did the big playthrough of that. 100%. Yes, yes, uh, no. Um, we were a Breton, like the Cracker. What is that? Uh, it's kind of a human magic-oriented person. That doesn't surprise me. Steve is a big fan of uh, using magic for some reason. Uh-huh. Why? Um, what are, you a, are you an orc or something? I went wood elf. Oh. I, I like the archering and the sneaky ones. Yes, yes. All I've done so far is break out of the prison, and I fall, I, I'm doing one mission inside the, uh, the town. Okay. Where I have to find out where the guy at the store is getting all of his cheap merchandise from. Oh yeah, I know. Thoromir yes. and Argermir. I, I finished that one. <laughs> I don't. It's uh, this is going to be a problem. And I, bring, I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. My wife was uh, watching something on her phone when I was when I found the end of that mission. When it's just like, haha, we knew you were coming, and now we uh, have dug a, a grave for you. And I'm like, oh snap! I mean, I didn't say snap yeah, right. because I haven't really figured out combat yet, but I'm getting there. Sure, sure, yeah. But I made it through, so we're all good. Oh, it took oh me I'm a, so happy, Jeremy. It took me a real long time to figure out how to pick locks, but I think I've done it. That It's a very delicate procedure. And it, it can be. Oblivion. You need to get the um, skeleton key, which basically is an unbreakable lockpick. That would be great. Um, well, no, but I think I mow through like... So whenever I start one of these, I make sure to save right beforehand. And then when I mow through all 20-some-odd lockpicks that I had in my inventory, <laughs> yeah, I uh, just like, well, try again. And reload, and then I watched a uh, a tutorial on how what to listen for, what to look for, and I think I've gotten it, but we'll see. Very admirable. But Michael, enough of this nonsense. Give me a beer brag. Yes, I have one actually hot off the presses. I had it earlier tonight. My God. And on top of that, it's a true brag because I'm actually glad I tried this one and I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> it's not just a random beer that I had. Um, which kind of is my bread and butter these days. It's just like random beer that tastes like crap and you hate. <laughs> yeah. This was Kolmbacher Eisbach. I think I've heard of this one. 
And this is an EIS box, correct? Yes. Okay. And I, allegedly, this is the original ice beer. Interesting. On Beer Advocate, the profile flavor text says, Ice Bach was inadvertently invented in Kolmbach one bitter winter day when an apprentice brewer accidentally left wooden barrels of Bach beer in the brewery, causing them to burst. When the ice was chipped away, a richer, more concentrated dark lager remained inside the barrels. And this mm. is, uh, it was a poured dark, so it was a real dark, malty beer, kind of a sweeter malt, um, it, but it's 9.2%. So yeah, it is. The alcohol is a clear component of the taste, which really adds to it, I think, for the better. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's like a Belgian double, that kind of flavor profile with an intense booziness to it. And mm-hmm. so it almost reads like a, almost kind of like last week's pumpkin beer, like a barrel-aged beer without the brandy or whiskey flavor. It just has that real intense booze taste. So I really like this. I think it's definitely worth trying. It's nothing like an American ice beer at all. So don't be sure not to get that twisted. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's It was great. I would definitely try to get my hands on one of these again. Mm. Really nice tasting. Interesting. I like the malt, so, you know. I like. Like that, th- like that sort of thing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. yeah. Okay. Jeremy, what is your beer brag? So, Michael, uh, as one does when one goes to last tours of thrash metal bands, oh, yeah. one must uh, find local brewery that has uh, Slayer-related beers on tap. And thankfully, Wake Brewing, a.k.a. the Metal Brewery in the Quad Cities, had me uh, set up. So, enemy of the show, Ryan and I went down early, stopped at Wake Brewing, and I got South of Saison, which is a joke on uh, South of Heaven, a Slayer album, you see. Uh, description, this is our Nub Saison. I don't know what Nub is, but uh, you'll have to hit me if you know. Aged in Mississippi River Distilling Company old-fashioned bourbon barrels with added orange peels. When you said Mississippi River, I got a little scared like they used the water or something. Oh, no, no, no. It's the name of a distillery. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they make the, the Cody Road whiskey that I think I've sent pictures of to you like three times. Oh. <laughs> because of, yeah, well, you know. That's a coincidence, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's named after Buffalo Bill Cody, but I could okay. be wrong. Not the wrestler. Not the wrestler. He's he's just Cody, Michael. He goes by he, Cody now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in any case, this was one of the better saisons I've had in quite some time. The uh, mm. I, It was released the day I got it, and I don't know much of the details because their website is uh, not as updated as I would prefer. But I found that the, that color text we just heard on their Instagram page, it came in at, I believe, 6% alcohol, which is interesting considering it was uh, finished in a whiskey barrel. The thing that I noticed most about this is the, the orange peel really popped through, and it did not feel you know like an American uh, wheat beer or anything like that. It very much tasted like a saison or a farmhouse or something like that, just with a ton of a uh, ton of orange peel in it. It was hmm. it was pr- it was pretty fantastic. It was had a light touch, but man, it was it was great. While I was there, I also had their uh, their other saison named after and slash brewed with the local Iowa City band Closet Witch. This mm-hmm. was a farmhouse style ale with hibiscus and ginger. Ooh. Deep floral aromas and flavor with a snap of ginger to help dry the finish. Um, this one is 
may have been better. It's hard to... The hibiscus is weird in a beer. We, we've only had the Rosa from Revolution. Yeah, I feel like there was something else with hibiscus. Did it have like that herbal tea taste? Very, very slightly, but okay. it may have been a little obscured by the yeast, which actually worked in its favor because hibiscus can be an overpowering flavor if you really load it down. Yeah. But um, I honestly didn't know there was ginger in it. I was The whole time I was trying to figure out what the little bite at the end was. But yeah, so shout out to Wake Brewing and their Saisons. We should really go there sometime, Michael. Uh, there's, they play good music or what I consider good music all the time. They have food trucks in the parking lot. It's good stuff. Hmm. That does sound good. And, and all of the beers are named after metal or metal adjacent things like the, uh, Black Sabbath song, Hand of Doom or High on Fire's Frost Hammer and, you know, on and so on and so forth. <laughs> the fun part is, is that they charge almost as much for a pint as they do for a, uh, Tall boy of Coors Light, which I find humorous when bars do that. Yeah, that's always kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And then you see somebody walking around with one of them, and you're like, "Well, you idiot, yeah. you rube." <laughs> um, Jeremy, I reached out to friend of the show, Mike. Or actually, he we reached out to him on the show, oh, yeah. and he got back to us on Twitter about pumpkin beers. Okay, and we we're kind of asking him what he was liking and any recommendations he has. And if he had any of the ones we had. And he wrote back, I enjoy pumpkin beers, but I haven't had any this year. Huh. In, which, that's too bad. But He's no. running out of time, man. Yeah. In, in the past, I was a big fan of Schlafly's offering. Yeah. It really had the pumpkin pie flavor that Jeremy is craving. He's not wrong there. So you have had. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was uh, that was all over the place when Big Grove, or er, Big Grove, when Back Pocket first started brewing because they got some of their seed money by oh, contract right. brewing for Schlafly. So I feel like it hasn't been in the area as much mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. And I suspect that's because they finished their contract. Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if Schlafly makes it up here or not. I, they must. I don't know. I'll have to keep an eye out. But... Um, that reminded me of a few things. First of all, Nuglaris used to have a seasonal brew called Pumpkin Pie Lust, <laughs> which was a solid name, a um, pumpkin beer, but they don't make it anymore. That sucks. I have had it before, but I can't remember much about it. But it also might fit that pumpkin pie bill um, if they ever bring it back. Uh-huh. And then the other thing that I wanted to check out was just kind of been up and down mainly down on these pumpkin beers very much so Um, so i wanted to look and see what was out there what we should be looking out for next year so i just typed in pumpkin beers 2019 and i got an article the best pumpkin beers in america uh on thrillist.com okay and i'm just gonna kind of buzz through these and maybe there's a few of them we can focus on if you've had them before let me know okay um but i think some of these are pretty regional but um Anyway, here only goes. one way to find out, Michael. Right. Two Roads Brewing, Rosemary's Baby. No, excuse me, Rosemary's Baby. I'm okay with that name. Have you seen that movie, Michael? <laughs> Is that the... I always get confused between... And I know these are two vastly different films. It's okay, Michael. You're not a fiend like I am on this stuff. Rosemary's Baby. Let me and... guess. You get it mixed up with The Exorcist. No. Okay. Sophie's Choice. Very different movies, yes. Uh, Rosemary's yeah. Baby is 1968. Uh-huh. Uh, Mia Farrow gets knocked up by Satan. 
Okay, and Sophie's choice is, uh, if not mistaken, uh, something about the Holocaust? I'm, I haven't seen it, but I think it is, in fact, a Holocaust movie wherein a woman has to choose which child she saves. Something like that, yeah. Anyways. Um, next beer, I feel like I might have had this one, Cigar City Good Gourd. <laughs> Another good name. Solid name. I, I've only had one beer from Cigar City, and it was Hunapu. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a that's a pretty good get. <laughs> Thanks, Dark Lord Day. Yeah. And then on this list, New Belgium Voodoo Atomic Pumpkin, which you vouched for, Jeremy. You had one of those, didn't you? I, I have not yet. Didn't you Reading get one? Reading this article, you know... I could have sworn I feel that like it's... I'm not sure. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I feel like I would have remembered it. You would remember if you had this one. Yeah, so this is also I wanted to like, think of things for to get for next year if we can find i know that's it. a long time from now but and, you know we're kind of doing a little research mm-hmm. but yeah it says throws out the pumpkin beer rule book and uh that says every pumpkin beer must taste like pumpkin pie and adds a spicy twist sure does saigon cinnamon peppers like habanero ahi and de arbol it's pretty so, spicy uh also on here is shipyard smashed pumpkin and before jeremy Prior to Jeremy, PJ? I don't remember how we did this. <laughs> I don't remember uh, when Mike and I, we had their pumpkin head on the show. Oh, we, didn't we do one of those last year? Smashed pumpkin? No, not from Shipyard, I don't think. I'm pretty sure we did. I think it came in a uh, in a tall boy. Or maybe I just got some. But I have had their smashed pumpkin. And I think it was like 9%. Yes, yes. This one's a much higher proof than the little one that we had. Okay. Any recollection about that one, Jeremy? Or it was, I remember it being very good. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Pumpkinhead's kind of the lower entry-level one, and this one obviously is a few steps up. Fun fact, Michael. The uh, While my honeymoon is next year, the mm-hmm. wife and I do plan on going to Portland, Maine, right around the Ooh. corner from Shipyard Brewing. That's true, yeah. So I will check in to be sure. Okay. Oh, interesting line from this review. This beer is infinitely quaffable, but also comes in full pint cans clocking in at 9%, which could lead you to discuss the finer point of Zwan's musical output if you go too fast. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I see what they did there. I liked that band. I <laughs> saw them live at the IMU. And they were fun. All right. Billy was at the IMU? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I waited out in front of the uh, IMU for like an hour after the show with a bunch of other poor saps trying to get an autograph because there were two buses. This one was for the crew. The real one was in the back, <laughs> oh. and I was a very sad panda after that. As a coin flip, yeah. Uh, St. Arnold Pumpkinator. St. Arnold, it looks like they only distribute in Texas, but I hear very good things about that brewery. Mm-hmm. Like one of those that I might have to go to, if I ever go to Texas, like get something or bring it back or something. Get a real big hat. <laughs> and that. A phone one. Mm-hmm. It's a big hat. It's funny. New Holland Ichabod, also on the show. I don't think we thought much of this, though. Um, <laughs> Ichabod pumpkin, I get it. Yes. Dogfish head pumpkin, which we had. We did have. Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, and we are kind of split decision on that. We were. Heavy Seas, greater pumpkin. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't heard of Heavy Seas. Me neither. Here's one. Oh, God. Elasian, did I say that right? 
Elysian? E-L-Y-S-I-A-N? Yes. The one that's owned by ABI. Um, have you had this one? They're pocket Punkachino? It sounds vaguely familiar. It's, it's a coffee pumpkin ale? Interesting. Apparently, yeah. Uh, this is an upscale boozy version of a pumpkin spice latte. Creamy and flavorful down to the last gulp. That one, you know, I might. I think I've seen that too, and I've avoided it because ABI, but yeah. at this point, as we'll see in this episode, I'm willing to go anywhere to find a pumpkin beer that tastes really good. Mm-hmm. So, Epic Brewing Barrel Aged Imperial Pumpkin Porter. It sounds delicious, but I don't like the usage of the word epic in modern parlance. <laughs> bothers me. Yeah. I, I've seen some of their beers before, but not this one. I've had, I guess I've had some of their beers, but not this one. Mm-hmm. I think they sell a lot of their stuff in Bombers, which makes sense for this one at 10.3%. Whole Hog Pumpkin what? Ale, which is apparently a brewery in Wisconsin. Interesting. You should go there. I, yeah. Uh, Stephen's point. Apparently, this is a new offshoot label. I wonder. Oh, Stephen Point Brewing Company. Okay. Okay. Yes. Their beer's not so hot. No. But I might be able to get my hands on this one if it's around next year. This is so sad. This is all retrospective. Um, but that's yeah, what, okay. are you gonna, what are you going to do? Maybe we should yeah. do this, you know, beforehand. But then right. again, but then we'd have to like plan all it out. And yeah. I mean, you know how much we love planning on this show, Michael. Um,. We we don't. We don't. <laughs> yes. Weyerbacher Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Um, here's one that I like uh, out of Michigan. Jolly Pumpkins La Parcella. Now I have, I have had some Jolly Pumpkin stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> here they say, Jolly Pumpkin has endured years and years of people making jokes about not actually making a pumpkin beer and has finally caved in with La Parcella. <laughs> so the brewery's named Jolly Pumpkin, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the beer uh, is La Parcella. Unlike fan demand for a second Dumb and Dumber movie, it actually paid off. <laughs> That's cold. Yeah. Uh, Schlafly Pumpkin Ale, I think, yeah. Definitely have to see if we can get that on the show based on it's on this list and then Mike is ranting about it and uh, you also endorse it too. So I'd be mm-hmm. curious to see if that one's good. This says... Uh, pumpkin flavors playing along more like an accent than the language. Oh, and the real good news is that it tastes exactly like liquid pumpkin pie. They say this. Yes, but it's not. it doesn't quite get there as far as the one that you had years well, ago. I mean, so we think. So we think. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. And last one on here is Lakefront Imperial Pumpkin out of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's a brandy barrel aged one at 13.4%. They also have a lower tier one just as like a pumpkin lager. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah. That sounds weird. I I think I've seen that around here, so I might be able to throw that in the bucket next year, but we'll, we'll see. But this, this gives, I guess this list gives me a little hope for pumpkin pie future, assuming we do it again. Um, I mean, why wouldn't we? Or did I say pumpkin pie future? I mean, pumpkin beer future. I mean, um, Sounds like you've got pie on the brain, Michael. I guess so. Must be my pie mind. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so that's just I just wanted to look at different pumpkin beers, and you know I did that, and then I made it an item for the show. My hope is that we can uh, get some locals in on the pumpkin stuff, and I don't know how how well that's going to work because I feel like local breweries don't do a ton of pumpkin beers for whatever mm-hmm. reason. 
if only because like the maybe the degree of difficulty is super hard. Maybe they just can't quite get the spices right. The volume isn't there or something. The, the volume's not there, but I mean, Big Grove makes some weird crap that goes real fast. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to like go down there and just like kick that big window into the brewing area until they answer <laughs> me. Um yeah, I think the 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 mystery just deepens mm-hmm. at this point as far as pumpkin stuff goes. So but Michael, we have uh, one more. Yes, the last one of this year. Yeah. Um, Did we ever think of a catchy name for this? This month, this month, this run of beers. Pumpkinity. Um, no, that was no. describing the beer itself. Yes, you're right. You're right. Um, smashing pumpkins, but like smashing, crushing pumpkins. Crushing. We're crushing pump- these. Eh. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a start, but uh. You want to? Is it time for the FDR word and we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer? Yes, it is. Michael, uh, how about you tell the fine people what we're having today? Yes, as alluded to earlier, we're technically going macro here. Technically, um, but I'm yes. Very curious to see how this turns out, as it's a, a macro label that I've had a good history with, we'll say. Ditto. I've enjoyed. Um, this is Blue Moon Harvest Pumpkin Wheat Brewer Select. Henry K. Duff's Private Reserve, Michael. <laughs> it kind of has that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see how this goes. Brewed with real pumpkin and the right amount of harvest spices, including cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, and allspice. Uh, and I say, our twist. Pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, and allspice. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I just saw that. Michael, the food pairing actually works out doubly well for me because I made beef pho tonight. Ooh. It took forever, but I did it. <laughs> so that's a beef dish and a seasonal soup, as they say here. Indeed it is, sir. Uh, ABV is 5.7%, 16 IBU. Are you on the webpage? Does I, it say I am. 2018 on it, Yes, soup? it does. I, I, uh, I actually had Googled as to whether or not this was released in 2019, but I couldn't right. find anything, so maybe... If no, I pull beer out of the koozie, there's like a Best Buy date. Yes, there is. It's it's January 13th of 2020. So. Oh, okay. Then we're fine. So, yeah. <laughs> and also the label looks different. It yeah. does kind of look different, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well. The one on the website is limited release, and this is Brewer Select. Indeed. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if John's had held it back, but <laughs> I also would have expected to pay way less than I did for it. Yes. They're pretty upfront about selling beer that's technically past its Best Buy date, and they give you a pretty good deal on it, which is delightful. Yeah. For some beers, that can work just fine. Yeah. But uh, let's crack it open, shall we? Assume it's a twist off? I don't know. Yes, it is. <sighs> I really should have looked into that. Oh, well. How has yours poured, Jeremy? Uh, it poured a pumpkin-y orange. Yeah, almost getting into a copper. Uh, almost. I I feel like it's got a little bit of a... It's a little oranger than a copper, but it's a little browner than an orange, if that makes any sense. I like that, yeah. A rust, maybe? I think it's pumpkin-y. I think it looks pumpkin-y. like a pumpkin meat. Okay. <laughs> maybe some sort of roasted butternut squash, perhaps? But enough about this squash talk. That's for our other podcast, American Squash that. Squash yep siblings or something i don't know uh um, it smells, it smells like pu- it smells pumpkin-y 
spicy yeah it does smell pumpkin pump- spices so you're right it smells pumpkin spicy you are correct um so my thesis on this one is i hope it's good like sure. all beers we have if it is just as good as those other beers we've had then i think that's an indictment on them that a macro did it better a macro did it just as well as you could but uh i guess the only way we can do that is to go in okay so while you do that i'm going to pose a question to you okay do we think that when one is dealing with these uh, extremely popular oddball beers so I, th- I think this is probably the most popular of the oddball beers um mm-hmm. and by oddball i mean like this isn't that odd every year you get the same boring yokel saying oh i'm so basic i love pumpkin spice uh. yeah we, <laughs> we know everyone does it's just the hipsters got a hold of it and tried to ruin it and now we're at trying to de-hipsterize america because it's not 2011 anymore right and it's just like yes people generally like pumpkin spice and if you don't that's fine just yeah. shut up. Who cares? No one cares. But uh, do we think that because this is such an odd style, because there's not a lot of squash-related beers, to the best or of my yeah, knowledge, yam. or um, yam beers, do we think that the macros have the science down better? Um, Maybe for mass production. <laughs> the science, maybe, yeah, like science in the strictest sense of the term, yeah, yeah. Like, like how to well, just crank these out sure. yeah like down at the microbio level where they've focus tested these things to hell and mm-hmm. back and they just kind of know what the people capital t capital p are looking for in this yeah. and, and and because it's weird we don't really think too much of it because we don't have this stuff year round right yeah like you don't read into it too much um I think they kind of balance probably cost versus, oh, this is good enough for 80% of people sure. to enjoy Ex- it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, another thing we need to look out for is that this is a pumpkin wheat beer, which I don't believe we've had. Good point. And I assume if you haven't gone in, you're about to. I think perhaps the wheat aspect of this, there's a little bit of a funky flavor in here. The spices are not bad at all. The malts are not bad, but then it has a really strange taste and aftertaste. I get what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is quite yet. I think it's some malt or some the wheat or some just fermentable. right there at the very end when it's just kind of sitting on your tongue. Mm-hmm. Because on the front end of this beer is actually probably the best front end out of any of them that we've had. Yes, it's pretty clean. It's 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 very clean. The pumpkin is coming through. I'm getting the spices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem like any one of the spices is kind of overpowering the other. Yeah, pretty. Ba- it's pretty balanced. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the spice. Was it last week that we thought there was like one spice that was just kind of yeah stomping all over everything? Was it like this? Was it like was it I not Meg? Wasn't it? Or the... yes, I think that's right. Uh, go back and listen to last week's episode if we are wrong. Let us know. <laughs> um, I think I know the taste you're talking about, and I right. th- and it's it's got that off macro taste about it. Yeah, you know it's not as bad, but it, as uh, like a steel reserve, but it's like similar to that. Some I don't I don't know I can't verify this, but I to me I perceive it as a low quality fermentable. That's giving it that I think flavor. it's the wheat, to be honest with you. I think it just the wheat aspect of it just doesn't jive with That's what I, yeah. the spices that they're doing. Um, 
because if you so before you take your next drink, Michael, I assume mm-hmm. you have like a glass of water around there somewhere. Uh, yeah. Okay, take a drink of the water mm-hmm. and swish your mouth out. And before you take your next drink, I want you to picture in your mind what a regular blue moon, no orange, tastes okay. like. That's good. Okay. Okay. When you have that in mind, you might be able to pull that that wheat beer flavor. Because I think that's what it is. Is it's just that Yeah. It's it's I the see what you're saying. it's the blue moon. It yeah. is. And Blue Moon has a very particular It does. Like funk or I don't know if I would call it a funk. A, a funk yeah, I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, it's to me it's a negative thing though. Like most wheat beers like a uh even like a classic German wheat beer. Sure. A very exemplary one has a nice like pop to it that's very clean. It's true. Whereas a blue moon has like this kind of murkiness to it that like you get you still get the like the fringe benefits of like the orange and it's kinda of like this, but like they get the like the spices right, but then it has this like murkiness to it that I don't know how or why it's there, but it just doesn't make it as good as a very well done wheat beer. So I get what you're saying. I think in an OG Blue Moon, the uh, the orange peel, and especially when one has it on tap with the orange slice in it, mm-hmm. that the acidity and the brightness of the orange cover up the wheat aspects of it. Yes. Better than this, yeah. Because there's no real bright flavors in this. This is a... Uh, uh, basic is not the right... And I don't mean basic like pumpkin spice latte, wearing those shirts past your short shorts basic. I mean like basic uh ph wise oh oh i see oh yeah if if basic is the opposite of acidic i see then this is the opposite of acidic yeah if that makes any sense it's because it's not a basic taste let's not be idiots here right it's it's also yeah just like the it's more of a like a savory taste you know caramely spicy that's a that's a really good way to put it michael is yeah uh, savory um the the blue moon formula needs that hit of brightness to kind mm-hmm. of, if not cover up, then at least distract from the wheatedness of it. Mm-hmm. That said, I think I'm liking this beer more than you are. Um, okay. Perhaps it's because the past few have been a little bit of a letdown. Maybe, sure. maybe, uh, uh, what's that word? When you're like thinking what it will be. Expectation? Thank you, Michael. I don't know why I couldn't pull that. It's been a long, long weekend. Okay. Yes, I think the expectations on some of those crafty ones were a little bit higher than we would have had on this. And on this, Mm -hmm. it was just like, it'll be fine. And I think this is a little bit better than fine, personally. Yeah. It's always hard to, to like, rationalize that. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, we're not going into this blind. We're very much biased by the label and the... Miller Coors, South Africa, whatever. Yeah, SAB Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's before I think we can get into ratings shortly here, but let's briefly compare it to. I at least want to compare it to one of the pumpkin beers we had. Okay, maybe the others too. But sure. Uh, last week's Lexington Brewing and Distillings. I can't remember what they call it. Pumpkin Kentucky. Barrel Ale or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Which one would you prefer, this one or that one? Oh, this one, 100%. Okay, yeah. If, if for any, nothing else, it's easier to drink. That's true. That, that other one was a little strong without balance. I think it was the lack of balance because this one, in my mind, it 
if in a pumpkin ale one is simply looking for pumpkin flavor big mm-hmm. p big f you're not like we've said you're not actually looking for pumpkin flavor you're looking for what your mind thinks is pumpkin flavor because right. if a beer was just tasted like pumpkin it would be weird right yeah you technically want the spices that are involved in a pumpkin pie aka a pumpkin spice mhm i think this one does that infinitely better than the last week's beer yeah i think you're right yeah i think the the credit i will give this beer is the spice profile is it's pretty spot on. It's pretty spot on. It, it's it's not too strong, but you still get it. It's no spices coming out over another, um, but you can still kind of pick out the ones that are there. Definitely. So I think, yeah, I guess on some level, I have to give it props um, for that. Going to give this beer my propers. Um, <laughs> Compare to the Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. Now remind me, we thought this one was like close but a little off right the spice flavor the spiciness was intense on that one was this the which one i that... think you liked and i wasn't that much of a fan of and the um, other one had more of a pumpkin flesh taste to it if memory serves the the first one was the painted ladies one yeah was that right it's hard to remember th- these things man i know i think the painted ladies you read more as an amber it was very malt forward ah yes and it was that's very right subtly spiced. that's right and you um, liked that one more i like that one more because we it kind was of... an amber we we flipped it i, I do remember yes. this because you liked the fact that it didn't taste like pumpkins and i didn't like the fact didn't. that it didn't taste like pumpkins. and then we flipped and then, on the dogfish head yeah we missy elliotted it yeah <laughs> flipped it and reversed it it's we reversed it too yeah so for this one what do you so outside of the uh outside of the wheat aspect of it are there any other things you dislike about this beer um it's a little thin a little yeah i think um that's blue moon kind of does that too sure it is um, this is a macro we always have to remember that despite however weird it is uh the macros are putting their fingers in a number of pies these days. I, uh, I didn't even plan that. Including uh, pumpkin, yeah. Including yeah. pumpkin. And um, uh, especially since, oh, God, which one? Uh, newsflash, Michael. AB InBev bought all of the Craft Beer Alliance. Yes, which includes Kona, Widmer Brothers, and... Red Hook. Red Hook. Does that one make you mad? Because it's kind of no, like no, your no, name a little bit. Uh, no. No, because I never really liked Red Hook even before they sold. Yeah, did I? It yeah, was, it was yeah. kind of gross. Widmer Brothers had a good Hefe, if I remember right. That was their big thing. Yeah. Um, I think I I read some article that was not Josh Noel, our man. One <laughs> yeah. of these one of these days we'll corner him in a, like a CD bar somewhere and interview him. I go out to Chicago often enough. I can make that happen. Um, but I believe they said that they did that strictly for Kona. Because that's one of few beers that's actually had growth. Yes. And, and they're viewing yeah. it as like a lifestyle beer. Sort, yes. sort of like Corona or uh, Corona Light, I yeah. guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I don't get. Kona's not that good. It's fine. I don't think I've ever had it even. I, I remember be before, I think they bought Kona, or at least a chunk of Kona, mm-hmm. before I started on here. And I remember when it came in bars, like, ooh, Hawaiian beer, fun. And I tried it, and I was like, that's it? 
Yeah. And th- and then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, okay, that explains it. <laughs> that yeah, that's why it's out here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe before it was fermented horizontally. Yeah. It was different, but turned into the 1984 of beer production with a big head <laughs> yelling at him on the wall. The Hawaiian beer brewed in upstate New York. Exactly. <laughs> um, yes, exact precisely. So back to this beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it is a little like there's not much of a body to it, um, but that'd be my only other main complaint. Do we think it's uh? Do we so do we think it's a little thin for five point seven? Is that like a plus or a minus? Because um, I because I know that we we want the full flavor, and for this particular style of beer, one probably needs a little bit more of a malt profile than we're getting on this. I think so. Yeah. That said. It is five seven, which is a little higher than your standard uh, macro. A little bit, yeah. Not not a ton, but you know, maybe like ten uh, percent higher, or, or so, may- yeah. maybe fourteen percent higher. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like a Budweiser is five percent, so that and that's just what I always assume the baseline of macro is. Oh yeah, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's five. I, I was thinking five point five percent, but I think ex- you're right. I'm, I'm pretty five. sure it's exactly five. Five, yeah. Because I distinctly remember when, like, craft beer became a thing, and it's, uh, you know, the various beers can go from, like, the Berliner Weiss is at, like, 3.8% mm-hmm. to your Imperial IPAs at 9.7. There was briefly a sign at the Deadwood that said, know your beer. And it was right over the uh, the breathalyzer that you would, like, put your 50 cents into and grab a straw and breathalyze, which really all bars should have now that I think about it. But it was just, like... A Budweiser is 5%. When people say you've had one beer per one hour, they're thinking of a Budweiser or or something along those lines. Yes. So this one is 14% stronger than a uh, Budweiser. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm seeing multiple sources confirm that 5% too. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. So it's a little bit stronger, and I'm wondering if that uh, this is certainly quaffable. I don't think you're having any issues with that aspect of it. No, no, no. It's not really excelling. It's just filling the role. So, okay, here we go. And then I swear I'll let you rate this beer. Okay. Out of the beers we've had this month, I want you to drink and stein the, uh, your ideal out of the aspects of it. Oh, I see. oh, that's good. I like that. So take the best parts of the various beers we've had and put them together and design your, uh, your ideal beer, pumpkin ale. Uh, I'd take the... Malt base of the Painted Ladies. Uh-huh. The barrel, the light, and I know it wasn't strong, but it's a light barrel. It was, it was uh, light. That's correct. Of the Kentucky uh, one. Mm-hmm. I'd take the spice balance of this, but I would want it cranked, all the spices cranked up a little more uh-huh. to accommodate the heavier malts and ABV. Sure. And then the label from the pumpkin ale. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of had a theory that that's where you're going to go with that, but yeah, uh, I'm glad to be confirmed. Mm-hmm. So, rate this beer, Michael. All right, sip of, quick sip of judgment. I'm going between two ratings, so I had to do that. Um, the aftertaste is pretty black. Did you say black or black? Black, okay. like Mad Magazine. Okay. B-L-E-C-H. I... I think I have to. So I gave. I'm mincing numbers here. Pumpkin ale, I gave a three, but I think that's better than this one. 
this one gets points taken off because the there's a negative aspect to the taste that I really don't like that much. There's a lot of good things, but there's something then detracting from those good things. I'm going to give it a 2.75. Huh. Just to slide it in amongst the other pumpkin beers. I know that's a very... That's not maybe rating with my heart. That's rating with the numbers, but I don't want to be too... It's not a disparaging rating. It's just... Uh-huh. It's still above a mathematical average. Uh, I'm kind of spinning my wheels because I like this beer more, but the aftertaste of which you speak is definitely there, and it's prominent. And mm. it definitely knocks it down a peg. But that said, I really like the balance on this beer. Mm-hmm. I think if it... I was originally hoping that the wheat beer would give it a little bit of a smoother taste than mm-hmm. some of the other ones. Is I know when we uh, uh, when we homebrewed an IPA, we uh, we put wheat in it to kind of round out the flavor, to just sort of give it more of a smooth mouth taste. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that that would be the case in this, but it's not. This is kind of like a reskinned uh, Blue Moon. Yeah, that, yeah. If you yeah. can. Well, literally on the label and flavor-wise, because because you know it's uh I'm I'm playing Oblivion now, Michael, and I'm only what ten years behind, <laughs> eleven. Still good. You got to tell me about any bugs you run into. Oh, I'm I I'm sure. When did you look up Oblivion when it came okay. out? I'm assuming, oh eight oh nine. I don't know. His Skyrim's at oh, least I five think it was years earlier old. than that. Oh boy! Because I remember Steve was playing it in his dorm room. Oh Jesus. 2006. Uh, woo! I graduated from college that year. That's 13 years ago. Um, it's extremely quaffable. I like it quite a bit. Yeah. The the wheaty aftertaste is a bit of a problem. Yes. I'm going to give this one 3.5. I think the spicing is done so well on this that it kind of overrides the uh the taste at the end for me it's not a problem okay so yeah i rate it whatever i just said 3.5 yeah sure yeah okay that's cromulent yeah okay well in any case it's another one down the gullet indeed it is michael how about you give the fine people our social media plugs sir yes you can get in touch in a variety of ways you can do that on twitter at apmpod facebook.com slash apmpod emails directly apmpod at gmail.com you can also find us on Untapped, where host emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings there. Thank you, Mike. He also tells us about pumpkin beers he likes. So thank yeah. you, Mike. That was nice, yes. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting app. Do it on several of them, for that matter. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll leave it at that. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. Michael, I have been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.